whoever and wherever you are. You're listening to We Hate Small Talk with Cindy and Iman. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to We Hate Small Talk for another episode. Today, I am super excited about what we're going to be discussing because it's about some of my favorite things, which are putting people into boxes and psychoanalyzing ourselves. Yeah, just, you know, great topics for everyday chill combos. Exactly. But before we dive in, you also told me that you redownloaded something. (laughs) Yeah, so, you know, as an ode to our last husband hunting episode, I was like, maybe I'm being too harsh on the apps. So I re-downloaded Hinge. And um, before you get excited, Yimin, I just want to say I spent a total of probably 15 minutes on the app before I literally just gave up and deleted it again. (laughs) Wait, you deleted it? Yeah, because I think for me, even the prospects of like talking to people just really exhausted me. And I was like, I literally don't have time for this. Okay, well, how was your experience in those 15 minutes? Like, first of all, I'm very proud of you for taking the first step. (laughs) Well, okay, so I honestly, I think it was partially because like I swiped on like probably like 10 people at the most. But then, like, literally, there was so stereotypical. There was always, like, you know, like, the boyfriend shot photo or, like, a shirtless photo or a fucking fishing photo. Like, it was just same things, like, replicated across everyone I saw. And it was just so boring. (laughs) Okay, but did you use the filter options? I honestly, that was the funniest part because when I re-downloaded it, there were so many new, like, tools that I didn't even know about because it's been so long since I've like used Hinge and I think I just felt like a boomer where I was like scared off by the advanced technological features. (laughs) So you didn't use the filter options is what you're saying. Yeah so I literally got in and got out. Cindy, I was so excited. I wanted to help you on this journey of talking to new people and finding your husband. (laughs) Okay, TBD. um, Maybe I will be brave enough to try again next week, but we can get started in talking about probably one of our favorite topics to actually like hash out when we're Um, with our friends and I know we actually talked about our first impressions um, in our very first episode and how we met each other but I think we actually you know didn't dive into a lot of other uh, aspects of first impressions that people can have as well as like you know the way that society or you know people tend to like box each other as well as like categorize each other into like specific archetypes or even you know even stereotypes Mm -hmm. and um i think it's funny that we were just talking about dating apps because the next thing that we're going to talk about is astrology signs and i know that some dating apps such as bumble have begun incorporating astrology signs into men's or women's profiles so you can actually see like the main sign that they have not their rising or their moon unfortunately (laughs) but yeah it's like being incorporated into these dating signs because some people actually do care a lot about the type of person that they date and a lot of people think that astrology signs are a good representation of the person that they might be meeting so i guess like the very first question i want to ask is cindy do you believe in astrology okay 
for me, someone that is deeply rooted in logic and scientific facts, I think I doubt the validity of, you know, being born a certain time, deciding your entire personality. But I think regardless of whether I believe in it or not, astroscience are just so interesting to talk about and like almost an immediate way to bond with people, right? I agree, but I would like to say that I have met a lot of people in um, my life. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Not a weird flex, but I have met a lot of people who are, you know, obviously everyone has a sign and I notice these similarities between people of the same sign. So it leads me to honestly hold some sort of belief in astrology. Now, that doesn't mean that I believe in like daily or monthly horoscopes per se, but I do think that sometimes people of the same sign can share the same type of traits or sometimes people that are like water, air, fire signs, they can share similar traits because of the fact that they are a specific sign. And people might think that I am a little psycho for believing in zodiac signs, (laughs) but I would like to just say that I have a high success rate in guessing people's signs. So I don't know. I think that there is some truth to it. Okay. Well, I mean, like, I guess we can get started on this, like, evaluation process on whether, like, signs actually are as accurate as they seem to be. But speaking of which, you know, let's reveal our signs to the listeners, starting with you, (laughs) Ian. Thanks, Cindy, for asking. I'm a Sagittarius. Um, I was born on December 12, so definitely have always been like the young one in my year. And I would say that I am pretty closely aligned to what my sign describes me as. Um, So for those of you who don't know, Sagittariuses are perceived to be fundamentally curious, restless, and independent. And those would be like the three main traits that people always associate with Sagittariuses. And I would say that I align very closely with all three. I think that I'm always trying to do something and if I'm not doing something, then I get restless and I feel like I need to be doing more with my life, hence why I'm doing this podcast in the first place. (laughs) And I would say I am very independent as a person and also just curious about life. How about you, Cindy? What are you? So I am a fellow fire sign. I'm like a very strong Leo. (laughs) I think like when people first meet me and they guess, for example, my astro sign, they pretty much get it spot on. So Leo is the lion personified as a sign. And I think a couple of like really quintessential Leo traits are that we are very confident and loyal, but also on the other side, proud and stubborn, which is I think a really interesting mix of characteristics. And I, like Yimin, probably identify pretty closely with um, these traits. I would just probably replace like confident with something like (laughs) self-assured. I think you are pretty confident as a person and self-assured. And I think the reason why we get along is because we both share those qualities. And I think that Mm. fire signs often share very similar qualities. Like I feel like we're both very like independent and curious and restless as well. (laughs) And 
I think that when I look at a lot of my friends in my life, a lot of them heavily swayed to being a fire sign. Mm, Okay, that's actually interesting because I did a tally of my closest friends and I think you're my only friend that is a fire sign, which is probably one of the things where I'm like, you know, do opposites attract or, you know, do birds of a feather flock together, right? That's interesting. Yeah. Um, a lot of people in my life, I also agree, like now thinking about it, they're they're actually not all fire signs. I think that I am also biased. Like whenever I meet a fire sign, I'm like consciously, this is a fire sign. So I just <laughs> think that I'm always surrounded by fire signs. But like, for example, my mom's an earth sign. My dad is an air sign. So yeah, very different. Hmm. Yeah, I think my parents, I actually don't know what their uh, signs are but yeah like i said i don't know anyone else who is a fire sign but i do feel like a lot of fire signs do share a lot of similar traits that enable them to become really good friends with all of the other signs for example the confidence factor as well as like being pretty passionate about things like these are all I guess, traits that allow you to be friends regardless of the sign or whatever. Mm-hmm, 100%. And I guess, like, in terms of signs that you stay away from, are there <laughs> signs that you are, like, when you know that's what they are, you're like, ooh, maybe I should be careful? Okay, maybe this is just, like, a personal thing, but, like, fire and water straight up, I think, don't mix well together. So anytime someone's, like, I'm just calling them out, like, what, Pisces? Like, I feel like they're too mellow and emotional as well as dreamy for me and I think I'm also way too aggressive for people like them so like I think this is like a testament to like water and fire not mixing very well that's actually really funny because I have a lot of water signs as friends Mm -hmm. so maybe that is like a testament to opposites do attract and I feel like because I am so different from my water signs like I feel like I almost have to tone down my fireness when I'm around (laughs) people that are water signs because like I have to like be more careful about what I say or come off less strong yeah no definitely and I think like I wasn't really sure about you know astrologically which signs are compatible or not so I actually searched this up and Apparently, the people I should avoid are Taurus signs and Scorpios. And the reasoning here is that Taurus signs are Earth signs and they're too chill and grounded. And I think it's because maybe I'm too fast, too furious for them. But I think on the other side, the Scorpio sign is actually hilarious because one of my best friends is a Scorpio sign. And I think despite a lot of the differences in our signs, We actually get along really, really well because we kind of complement each other. But Mm -hmm. I also do see that there are times where (laughs) there is a chance of conflict just because we're so different as people. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I definitely think that this might just be proving how or why people don't necessarily believe in astrology because they have instances in their life where it disproves the things that astrology sites tell them or you know it's just like confirmation bias so I feel like for me I don't have signs that I avoid but when it comes to dating I remember I would always be on the lookout for (laughs) Virgos because (laughs) I had previously dated a Virgo and then it didn't work out and I was warned when I started dating a Virgo by all of my Sagittarius friends that you know 
know, they had previously dated Virgos and it didn't work out for them. So they were warning me that it might not work out and it didn't. So I was like, okay, I'm going to stay away from Virgos from now on. And I have done that. Just a hot take though, you know, was it really the sign or the person? (laughs) We'll never know. Yeah. But I think, like, that's really funny because now, like, even though, you know, both of us kind of believe, kind of not believe in astrology, it's actually, you know, made a little bit of an impact on kind of how we see other people. But we've only talked about our sun sign right now. So these are our, I guess, main signs about our, like, true personality. But what I think is really interesting is this concept of moon signs, like, The moon is who you are pretty much on the inside or like your inner mood and emotions. So what's your moon sign? So yeah, that's a good question. So my moon sign is actually a Libra, um, which is an air sign. And what that means is that my emotional self is balanced, harmonious, sees both sides to every situation. Okay, this literally sounds like I'm gassing myself right now, but I I swear I'm just reading CoStar. Sees both sides to every situation, indecisive, relationship-oriented, and desperate to please. So it says that you can be a little self-obsessed, but tend to hide your feelings and needs. Wow, what a rhyme. So I think that honestly, it is true. It could be true because it's generic, but I will say that I am a little self-obsessed. I do tend to hide my feelings and needs sometimes, but I think that when I am very, very close to someone, I will open up and tell them exactly what I need or exactly how I'm feeling, just depending on the comfort level. And I don't know if I would say my emotional self is balanced and harmonious, um, to be (laughs) completely honest. I feel like my inner self is a roller coaster like I could easily see myself as a Sagittarius moon just because I feel like I'm I'm always like having a little debate on the inside about how I really feel about things so I have no idea if this is accurate but what is your moon sign Cindy so funny that you stay away from Virgos because I'm a Virgo moon and I personally think that this conflict kind of with my sun sign is like super funny and probably apparent because I'm just like a pretty conflicted person in general but I also feel like Virgos have kind of a bad rep like you mentioned like they're usually thought of as like control freaks and being super high maintenance And, you know, which is a little true, I would say. Like, I would definitely characterize myself as being more happy when there is control um, over parts of my life. I also think that, like, like a Virgo, I often internally tend to overthink as well as be quite critical of both myself and others. (laughs) But I think, like, that kind of transfers into a strength as well because it's kind of that side of me that allows me to be very logical and almost methodological in the way I deal with certain issues, which also tends to be like my less emotional side, I would say, because with the Leo sun, you're always outwardly very extroverted, very passionate and confident. But I think internally, Or, you know, even when I'm at home, I'm usually like happier being alone and quiet. (laughs) Mm -hmm. That's really interesting because I feel like I can definitely see that in you when you like make decisions, you're very logical and you don't really let your emotions get in the way of things. 
And honestly, for a Libra moon, that's the same thing. And Mm -hmm. I think that that is quite true. I feel like most decisions in my life, I will make a pros and cons list. Even (laughs) if it's like the most personal decision, I will always make a pros and cons and logically look at what I'm gaining and what I'm losing from any situation. Maybe that's like the business student in us. Who knows? (laughs) But I definitely feel like that's another thing that we share in common. And as much as I avoid the Virgos in the dating world, (laughs) I am actually surrounded by Virgos. Like a lot of my friends are Virgos, which is very interesting. So another example of how opposites tend to attract. Mm, Yeah, I think I tend to not reject Virgos that much because, you know, they're psycho in the same way that I'm psycho. So, you know, we bond over the little details and nitpicking things. And I think that's probably very apparent in, you know, either people that have a Virgo sun or moon. I guess another interesting one, you know, the last of the big three is the rising sign. And I want to first preface this by saying that I don't think this is very accurate for me, (laughs) but um, essentially your rising sign is how you appear to the world. Um, It might contribute to the first impression that you give off. So we can discuss if this is really accurate. Um, So Cindy, what is your rising sign? So the rising sign that I have is Taurus, which is interesting because this was the sign that I should technically avoid when dating because they're very stable, collected, they like order, and, you know, they're very meticulous in how they plan, as well as, you know, very um, aware of traditions and maintaining the status quo. So I think this in itself is very interesting because I personally didn't think that I was someone that liked to be, you know, static and to be very orderly, but I can see how it kind of works in conjunction with like my Virgo side of controlling everything, being very neat and kind of like planning. So I can see it, but also I almost feel like, you know, this overshadows that, you know, Leo spicy fire that I have. That's really interesting because I think yours is pretty accurate. Like when I remember how I, when I first met you and also like, like how you portray yourself now, I feel like you are the reliable and stable one in our friend group. (laughs) Like I feel like I'll come to you when I want practical advice Mm -hmm. or if I want a hype man, but that's like the (laughs) Leo side of you that I'm getting. But if I want someone to just give it to me how it is and I want someone who's like reliable, loyal, all of that, I think you're definitely it. That's That's really nice of you. Honestly, just highlighting all the good qualities instead of the bad ones like stubborn and unable to change but you know like we can disregard those like exactly um so my rising sign is a pisces which is funny (laughs) (laughs) um so i guess what this means for me is i come across um again looking at co-star not trying to gas myself but i come across as kind dreamy imaginative and sensitive so most of my (laughs) actions Um, seem subtle and non-aggressive and I can sometimes come off as indecisive. Okay, so apart from the indecisive part, I think the rest is describing a completely different person than the one I know. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, literally, I am not kind, not dreamy, (laughs) completely realistic, aggressive, and not subtle. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, if it's the opposite of subtle, that's you, (laughs) men. 
Oh my gosh. Yeah, I think I'm definitely I don't know. I would I wouldn't be surprised if I come off as a Sagittarius just because I like to just say what I want to say and okay, on CoStar it says that um sometimes it gets less relevant the older that you get. And I would say that if this was my rising when I was like 7 or 8 years old, then yeah, it would be true because when I was little, I used to be very, very shy and I wanted to like, you know, please everyone. I I was so like shy to the point where I would just smile and just not speak. So I can see myself being ascendant in Pisces when I was like in junior school. But now I feel like I know what I want and I I, I think that in the world that we live in, you need to like speak up for yourself, you know? So I feel like I don't come off, you know, as this describes me to come off as. Yeah, it's. I think it's weird that you said that sometimes you can grow out of your rising sign because I think I'm growing into being a Taurus because I used to be a lot more chaotic and, you know, very Leo traits when I was younger. And now I'm slowly starting to, like, stabilize more and, like, you know, try to plan things and be more detail-oriented, I would say. So it's almost like we're the opposite <laughs> on the way that w- how we treat our ascendant signs mm-hmm. that's interesting i guess like with these signs like you just never know if it's accurate but when it is accurate you're just confirming to yourself that it's true yeah exactly it's almost like a feedback loop where if it's not you'll just be like oh astro you know it's just completely not true and blah blah blah, blah. as soon as you get one that's a little bit like close you immediately feel like oh my god there is someone out there in the universe that is watching me exactly it's interesting because our rising our moon and our um, main sign are all different and so like you know sometimes it could be conflicting with each other what they're trying to say and This reminds me of this triangle that I actually saw on YouTube. One YouTuber that we both watch, Rowena, she um, makes these videos about growth and like psychoanalyzation and just all the things that we like to talk about. And um, she made this video where she talked about this triangle that has three points and those three points are your perceived self, your real self, and your ideal self. And so these three different types of selves are essentially supposed to like be describing who you are as a person and the more closely aligned or the more farther apart they are, are supposed to describe how at peace we are with ourselves. Like, Mm -hmm. let me know if um, I'm describing this wrong. No, 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 I think it's right. I like, I think you described it perfectly. The distance between these three points is basically a measurement of conflict. um, And majority is like your internal conflict about how you kind of see yourself versus how you really are, as well as, you know, how you want to be, which is really interesting. And I guess we can kind of like take that apart piece by piece and start talking about our perceived self, especially since we just talked about our rising signs. Mm-hmm. That's a good idea. So I think for the perceived self, um, how I'm perceived um, and how others see me, I think that, you know, when we discussed first impressions in our first episode, you kind of described me as like a keener and someone who, honestly, that was the main thing that I <laughs> took away from it. And 
I would say that people do think I'm like a keener. Like some of my other friends have said I might come off a bit intimidating sometimes. I don't know if that's true, but I feel like when I'm walking around at school, like when I was in school, I was I was always like walking somewhere with a mission. Like I always had some place to be. So like maybe people thought that I was just like pretty intense as a person. But I think that closely aligns with your, I guess, trajectory on life too. Like you're always moving from one position to another and then you've kind of set out this upward trajectory of not only just self-development but like externally developing yourself as well and I think that might come off very goal-oriented and maybe intimidating to others who might not share that same sentiment right Mm -hmm. yeah and I guess like for how I really see myself like my real self the second point in the triangle I feel like there's always more for me to do and like I never think of myself as like being done or like even close to being done. Like I'm never really satisfied with who I am as a person, as sad as that sounds. Like even though I can be at peace with who I am right now, I always know exactly what I want to work on to get better. So I think like, I guess who I really am is still like a pretty restless person. Mm -hmm. And maybe that's like how I can come off as too to other people. I think it's just like a mentality of sorts like you definitely have that hustle and level up mentality and I sometimes make fun of Yimin for it where I'm like yo Yimin you know what's the next iteration because I feel like she's always constantly trying to improve all aspects of her life and it's definitely like I see it as a strength like of hers. That's interesting yeah because I like I'm surprised that even my friends pick up on it because I feel like sometimes I'm the most chill around my friends Mm. and like I don't know I maybe I'm like too obvious with it (laughs) not subtle at all (laughs) (laughs) and then lastly would be the third point in the triangle your ideal self so how a person would like to be and because I do have this like restless part of me that's always trying to get better like I wouldn't say that my last point is aligned with my real self right now or like my perceived self like I always want to be better like for example I think that I can be like a nicer person (laughs) like being fully real like I think I can be nicer so like that's something that I'm aware of and I'm working on like especially like with my parents just trying to be a nicer more patient version of myself so I don't think my three points in the triangle are very aligned right now but I don't think they're far apart either like I feel like they're like coming together slowly Mm, okay well that's a nice thing to have I would say like I think as we're growing older and moving through our lives the goal is to get these three points as closely aligned as possible to really generate that sense of peace Yeah, and for you, Cindy, like, how do you see yourself um, versus how you want to be versus how you think other people see you? Okay, so I think for me, the conflict here is I thought that maybe I had these points pretty closely aligned, but I think moving through university, um, I've had a lot of people actually tell me in terms of first impressions or like how they perceive me is that I look really hard to approach or they straight up say like you looked like a bitch but I think it's probably because I'm just really tired all the time from once again social interactions 
and I just really have a resting bitch face. So I literally can't help it. I always have to tell myself to smile in social situations. But I also think it also has to do with my personality in the terms of I try to keep people at arm's length unless they become like a ride or die for me. And maybe this ties back to that Leo personality of having, you know, my pride and like being very loyal to very select people. But I definitely feel like I I, I do give off that vibe. But in terms of how I really am, I think my close friends will say that I probably have a very contrasting personality to maybe how I am in the external world because you know if we're like alone or like or at home together chilling like I'm pretty calm sometimes a little chaotic but overall probably just like a lot messier on the inside than I appear on the outside and maybe that's part of my charm so (laughs) I think it definitely is and I actually really relate to everything that you've said so far um so it shows that you have very high self-awareness because I do agree. I think like people can sometimes perceive you as um, unapproachable. (laughs) Maybe I was the one that like told you that in the past. But um, yeah, like I I agree with that impression or like how people see you. But I also agree with your real self in terms of like when I lived with you for the past two years, like I felt like every single year I got to know more of who you actually were. And it was very different from like how I knew you in first year, for example. And I feel like you begin to open up and show that more like chaotic side or like that sensitive side when you actually like really trust someone. Yeah, exactly. I think it takes a lot for me to trust someone. And if I could use an analogy, I feel like I'm like an onion and there's just like so many layers to me that I try not to peel back until like, I fully trust that person. Maybe it's because I'm like risk adverse, but like it definitely is something that I would like to change, for example, for my ideal self. I think I just probably need to be less reserved when it comes to like meeting people and not so much as change who I am, but like try to be a little bit more open minded and of course make an effort to actually meet people. rather than sticking to like the three friends that I have now. (laughs) (laughs) Well, do you think that right now your ideal self, like who you would like to be is closely aligned with the point of who you really are? I think in a sense, I'm quite satisfied with where I am and, you know, like how I see myself just on a personality basis. I think I'm quite relaxed in terms of I don't try to put up a fake front or like try to like be someone I'm not purposefully. (laughs) So I think I'd like to retain that kind of realness and that bluntness to me, even though it might cause some people to steer clear or not get to know me. I think like I'm okay with losing those people if they didn't even put in the effort to you know peel back my layers (laughs) (laughs) oh my gosh I actually do kind of relate I think we're both pretty like blunt and honest as people Mm -hmm. and I think you have a very high degree of self-awareness which is something that I really admire like truly because I think that's such a valuable skill to have and I don't know if I have this like I don't think I have a high degree of self-awareness I think that I get a lot of my self-awareness from feedback from my friends or Mm -hmm. like from family members and then I'm like okay like 
now I kind of understand who I am. But like, it's really hard for me, honestly, to like know <laughs> how I'm perceived, you know? Yeah, you know, when Eamon thinks the world revolves around her, it's quite difficult to get her to sit down and, you know, take a look at herself, right? So that's why I'm here, Eamon. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. I was thinking, is it because I'm an only child? But I think you're an, like you're an only child too, but you have a high degree of self-awareness. So please tell me where you got this from. And <laughs> I want to get some too. I don't know. I think it's probably just the personality trait. I think like I just tend to like overthink a lot and almost overly analyze things. And I do that to myself too. Like I'll kind of like pick myself apart and like be like, why am I having this thought? Or like, where did this come from? And be like, what are some aspects of myself that, you know, either I've noticed or something? So I think it maybe this is my Virgo moon doing so, but because I ask for and almost demand perfection i oftentimes kind of copy that attitude over to myself and others and personality as well Mm -hmm. yeah that's really interesting i feel like maybe it's my sagittarius sun (laughs) in me that makes me just like want to fly through life and not reflect Mm -hmm. like i find myself oftentimes going through all these experiences but not taking the time to really reflect on what I just did or what happened to me Mm. if anything really good happens to me like it'll happen and I won't really properly reflect on it if anything really bad happens to me then I'll shove it to the back of my brain and never think about it again which I think contributes to the fact that like on a personal note I think that I am not like the most self-aware person like I think like professionally like it's easy to be self-aware because you're forced to at work to think about the work that you're doing and you have like weekly checkups with your manager to like talk about how you're doing (laughs) but like personally like I don't think I have weekly checkups with myself to like reflect on like what I'm doing well and what I'm not doing well which I think that I did during quarantine like last year and I would always journal but because of work I haven't had the time or I haven't made the time to prioritize myself in that way and maybe that's contributed to like a lack of self-awareness in the past couple months yeah and I think not to be overly cheesy or whatever but regardless of relationships with other people the longest relationship you'll have in your life is with yourself right so what is the point of getting to know all these other people if you don't really know yourself the best and I think it takes a lot of either doing these quizzes or like even just opening up the conversation with astrology signs to kind of dig deep and be like oh am I really like this and you know how do other people or my friends think about me but on that note I think there's a difference in being reflective which I probably am and you know putting those reflections into action I think I just I am a very poor executor where I tend to be stubborn on certain things and I'll recognize that you know I have an issue like I am waking up way too late but I won't put any action into solving that issue so at the end of the day is it worth that reflection (laughs) (laughs) yeah like I guess that's another thing like action you know it's hard honestly it's hard (laughs) it's just so hard yeah like honestly at this day and age like living through life and having society or external forces nitpick at you is already hard and now we're suggesting you know go home and just nitpick at yourself (laughs) 
literally literally i think like the reason why i actually do like these personality quizzes and astrology and like you know the triangle um I think I like these things because it helps me gain more self-awareness and even if personality quizzes or astrology signs don't get it spot on, they describe personality traits that I can either relate to or say like confidently, no, this is not me. And I think that that helps me in understanding who I am and piecing together like what I relate to because I do lack that understanding just by myself I need like some tools to help me gain that understanding right and I think just relating back to the purpose of this podcast right like we really want you listeners to begin these kind of conversations about topics with your friends and sometimes it's difficult to like find a point to you know start talking about really deep shit and I think you know, talking about your astro science is a really like risk-free way to start the conversation and to like maybe ask your friends about, you know, what their first impressions are and kind of start that channel of constructive criticism, I would say. Like oftentimes you can be reflective on your own, but what you think is actually quite different from what other people think about you. Yes, I completely agree with everything that you just said. And on that note, it brings us to the end of the episode. Thank you for making it this far. If you are still listening, you're a real one. Please follow us on Instagram at We Hate Small Talk. And um, you can send us a message about what your three signs are. We can get the conversation started. You can comment, you can like, do whatever. Promote the podcast to your friends if you want. And yeah, thank you for listening and we'll see you next week. Bye.